0: Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host, and your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have...
1: Daniel, playing Chetfleet.
2: Dick Kahl, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I'm still Rock.
3: I'm Matt, and I play Leiland. I'm Waffle. What, what, you want to know who I play? What are you, a cop?
0: Right, Uh, right. we're going to start with fan mail. Uh, We have a few letters, because we did not record last week. Uh, We have an anonymous letter that says, Hello, this is incredibly random, but if your character had a theme song, what would it be and why? Go. Uh... (sighs) Say that again. If your character had a theme song, what would it be and why?
1: Uh, Lost in the Woods. Easy. Speaks for itself. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Thunderstruck.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right that's that's right. Yeah. Right
2: <laughs> oh, I got it. Blue, Eiffel 65.
4: <laughs>
0: that doubles as a theme song for every character that K Hall has ever played.
3: I would also yeah. accept Free Fallen.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez.
3: But, like, would Desmond's new theme song be, like, some gospel music?
0: It's blue, but remixed rock by a gospel
3: choir. Oh, my God. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of awesome.
5: Uh, radioactive for Fall Rock. it imagine dragons. That works, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going to DM Fiat Leiland's into the song that Kronk sings in Emperor's New Groove when he's pretending to be sneaky. Oh, it's <laughs> pretty good.
6: I was gonna say yeah. another one bite I was gonna say another one bites the dust. So. Oh, that works
5: God. too. That works too. Yeah. Works too. Yeah. Oh that's good. Thank you, anonymous listener. That was wonderful. <laughs>
0: um let's see. Okay, so anonymous source. Um hopefully that answers your question and was amusing. We're trying to book it through these because we got a lot to do. Uh second letter. Patches here. Terrajux invited me to write in on how I, as a listener, think the Mountain Home break in should go. Yep. So here we are. I only got a little sidetracked. Before we start, Joe, I apologize. Oh yes. boy. Yes. Oh boy. Operation There's No Place Like Mountain Home.
4: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> the crew flies underneath to the sky cells, make their way easily through the cells, uh, through the bricked up walls. Ched shapeshifts into a lizard and makes his way up top. Once on the ground floor, he speaks with the giant lizard taxis. I thought they were beetles. Beetles. It, it I works think had either had way. Both. There yeah. Are, yeah. definitely are some beetles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, convinces them to rampage through the ste- streets. Does the same at the zoo. Leyland stealths his way up to the ground floor, where he works on placing glitter bombs throughout the trade district. Desmond and Farrock make their way to the prisons at the appointed time with the volcano home dwarves in tow. Taking out guards left and right in search of the prisoners. They find Amber and the Duchess of Agate. Farok hands Amber his hammer and turns to get ready to leave. Desmond blocks his path and just stares. Farok's eyes and turns back. Would you please hold my purse?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> At this point, Joe reveals his trap card. I'm betting Silverforge fight. I get a one-month uh one month free on Patreon if I'm right.
2: Ooh.
5: <laughs> Okay. Um,
6: I, I want to hang on a second. Is is Patches caught up? Yes,
5: Patches I mean, is Patches caught is up. Great. He's yeah. been for a yeah. little while.
6: Wow.
5: Wow. Well, um Geez, spoilers Patches. Um
0: yeah, I have to throw all my notes away now.
5: Yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> no,
6: we're, we're we're done here. It's already
5: Yeah, I, I that's feel like
3: it. The sky Styles thing is like a fairly like
5: that's a fairly obvious choice. Right, but there's some other things that we'll get to that yeah. like Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. No. Scary. Patches uh, great minds think alike. You're basically one of the crew.
5: I'm I'm waiting for like one of you guys to reveal that you're actually Patches. <laughs> like you actually have a split personality and you're Patches cuz that's that's kind of creepy.
3: <laughs> uh, good plan. Uh, yeah. I like the bit with Ched uh, causing a beetle revolution especially.
4: Yeah. Comrades.
0: Yeah. <laughs> convinces the Insects taxi service to up. unionize
4: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so there was there was patches uh plan of attack here we have a third letter that's some alchemist club questions uh from amy and this is actually really well timed uh greetings i started listening with the recap episode which is she says it's not me great time to Good jump choice. in for new listeners um And she has some questions about the wedding that randomly comes up. I guess we kind of missed that whole subplot in the recap. Yeah, we skipped that. So, her questions are, what's going on with the wedding? How close is the wedding date? Where is Falrock's fiancé? Is the wedding actually going to happen? Um, uh, Which really means, when's the last time Falrock even spoke to his fiancé? So let's do those. There's another question after that.
5: Yeah, so... um... Farrock is engaged to Amber, who is the next in line to be the Duchess of Agate. She is the niece of the Duchess of Agate because families got all kind of messed up with old old past stuff and dwarves live for a while. Um, so, yeah, they're engaged because half of the Donkill clan got exiled. So Falrock went from being uh, basically last in line to somewhat important yet last in line. So the actual agate duchess decided to set Amber and Falrock up because they used to have a thing. Uh, As of right now, the wedding is two weeks and a day away. Uh, The last time they talked was when, well, Falrock tried to speak to her by sending a sending message before uh, they went to Hopsonopolis. However, uh, Amber and the agate duchess have been captured by the mountain home and are being held in the mountain home. Uh because they are allies of Farrock and Falrock and company messed up their relation with the uh Silverforge and the mountain Home at large so
3: yeah fault
5: I mean not really yeah they're they're awful. they're the evil people, so they're
4: cultists. Yeah.
0: maybe um. And then Amy also says, one of my favorite moments was when Leyland attempted to speak with plants and the plant yelled stranger danger during the rescue scene <laughs> for Basil and Ivy. What are your, uh, What are some of your favorite moments from the campaign? Oh, that's
5: tough. I, yeah, I, so I have a lot of trouble. I have a lot of trouble narrowing anything down because every time I go back and listen to an episode, I hear myself laugh in stereo because I forget what's happened. And when i hear our jokes i start laughing again and then i hear myself laugh and i'm like oh yeah that was great so i'm gonna plead the fifth on this one i love all our stuff
3: i um god it's it's hard i think the pay stuff is when we are are at our most desperate and therefore our funniest Um, yeah my favorite arc is probably Lori's lounge, just because it was so weird and we had no idea what was going on, and it ends with Yiddus ellipticus Ronald Reagan ever seen? <laughs> It
4: does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, <Get> <laughs> Uh huh.
1: You know, it was it was not a great time um, for anybody really, but I really liked the fishing town arc. Arc-wave? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, uh, it was not a great love, time for anybody.
1: I, I love mishaps. I love I love when shit goes wrong. Well, that's about the there
3: biggest God. mishap we've ever had. So
2: yeah, true. Hack. What are you AT and T? Like literally everyone <laughs> phoned it in that arc. <laughs>
4: what?
2: Phoned God, it in.
3: It. Yeah. Are we gonna get charged for that joke?
2: Uh, I probably. This count is roaming. Um, <laughs> I,
6: I really enjoyed, besides our stakeout that was really horribly executed. Ah, um, yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed Hopsonopolis. Just oh the whole, yeah. yeah, the whole Irky, Irky the whole city fun. the whole city was was wonderful.
3: So
6: yeah. I'm pretty proud of Hopsonopolis.
3: Also, mm-hmm. uh, oh, also other fun g- moment: the Eric Cochran's, the Juxian Hammer, yeah,
1: the Brian's. Uh, I was I was gonna say, uh, it, I mean, this wasn't. This was in the Fey uh, world, so it it kind of got covered earlier. But specifically, when we were going through the ruined, uh, what was it? Sildal? No, mm-hmm. Eldrin. Sildal, or you're thinking of? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never
0: been to Sildal. I've forgotten.
1: Sendrian. Sendrian. Mm-hmm. Sendrian. Yeah. yeah. Sendrian. Uh, yeah. Going through that city, with just, like zombos everywhere, felt 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 pretty cool
4: yeah know, we, get we had
1: to be <laughs> we had to be quiet we had to like set up traps we had to coordinate with some strange you know group. It was neat yeah I, I think
5: my favorite is that we get different vibes wherever we go. It's like it it's it's not a monster of the week kind of podcast, <laughs> but it's always evolving, and we tap into different pieces of things wherever we end up,
3: right.
2: And my this favorite part is
3: going to be a spy thriller.
2: My my favorite part was when I injected everybody with hatchling blood and nobody <laughs> figured it out for like two years. Yeah,
4: literally two years. I can't believe
6: we still haven't figured it out. In, in that's play. true. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm
6: not sure the how we're
5: supposed
1: mysteries. to figure that out. So
5: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm what what I'm waiting for is a murder mystery episode. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm waiting
3: for. I've been, I've been watching a lot of Ace Attorney gameplay, so I'm totally... <laughs> <upset>. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to slick back my hair, and I'm going to get really, really good at slamming on my desk.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, hope that helps uh, clear some things up, Amy, and very timely, considering that we are about to... we are approaching the wedding arc. <laughs>
6: In its, all its glory. So. so just keep that in mind for our upcoming uh, recap in 10 episodes that we need to... Uh,
3: yeah,
4: we, uh, know, we need to sure we cover that. Yeah. And stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Good catch. <laughs> all right. Recap of what happened last
3: time. Um we got approval from Dine gaia to begin the heist so we we started talking plans and we got a bunch <laughs> of like papers and stuff from uh the duke of onyx and we're like are these plans legit and he's like oh yeah these plans are legit and then we we all started gathered together we're like all right we're gonna need to put together a team
5: Also, we uh, actually showed the Enchanter's Guild the Mythol, and brought Dying Gaia in on (laughs) Teliphorus pretty completely, so that we can start working with them to try and make upgrade baubles, so. Yep. But mostly, mostly planning and plotting and wheel spinning, uh, while going over the planning and plotting.
0: (laughs) Yep. So... Uh, you find yourselves on Teliferous. you have i we're gonna be kind of nebulous with time here um, you have over the course of your preparations been uh, one second um sorry I had to I had to go look up a name that I had forgotten you have been given essentially two teams of Dwarves to assist you. Uh, There is the Spec Ops team that is being uh, headed up by Aluna Shadehammer. A Dwarven woman uh, who is stout and sort of well-muscled and has a penchant for black leather. And the sort of more straightforward hands-on deck um, technically not soldiers, but might as well be a division, uh, headed up by Umber Brighthelm, who is a an older dwarf uh, who has um, sort of strands of silver woven into his beard, which was a lot more striking when it was uh, fully black, but it has since been shot through with streaks of grey, so it's kind of hard to see them sometimes. He's very proud of them regardless. Um, mm-hmm. So those are those are kind of your two contact points for your dwarven crew. Tell okay. me about what happens as you are preparing to infiltrate the mountain home.
2: I have well, a question. I have first. an answer. Well, it's more for everybody else. How <laughs> much do we want to use sending to like keep her in the loop of stuff that's going on? Or no, because the that's
5: city. the other thing is that while they're in prison, Amber's and Agate. Amber and the Agate Duchess's minds are being monitored for sending messages. If I
3: know anything about Amber, and I don't, <laughs> Phil will have keeping an exact track of the date and knows when the wedding is, the same as Falrock does.
2: sending a message saying we're gonna we're gonna like have a heist for like two weeks after when we're actually gonna do the heist.
5: <laughs> nah, I think we just leave that be and just just show up and get them. Okay. Um, if we are sending messages, we should contact uh, the head Scrivener to see if he has anything that he can add. Or just um, the
6: opposite and send a message being like, the wedding's lost, he found someone else. Oh <laughs> my god,
5: no! <laughs> no! <It's>
3: cruel! <laughs> so, uh, my preparations have been um, a, lot, uh, a lot of limbering up, a lot of time spent uh, practicing accents, uh, and of course... Uh, now, as the the great three ship hosts uh, coasts along underneath the continent, shrouded in darkness, oh I am uh, standing there at the balcony, overlooking the vast storm below, and I whisper a small prayer to myself while applying Juxian war paint onto my cheeks—a blood red star and a blood red heart. <laughs> No quarter will be given to those who stand in our path.
5: Alright.
0: <laughs> so um Terrajex is pretending to be Soul Calibur.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: I yeah, I got a um a duster for this mission, so it's <laughs> oh billowing.
5: God.
2: Of course. <laughs> uh,
5: on the other hand, uh we are actually going to need uh magical preparations, so um The subject of glitter bombs came up. We do actually have a plan to use uh, shatter stones or stones with shatter cast on them inside bags of uh, myconid spores, the hallucinogenic myconid spores, uh, to glitter bomb around the city. Uh, And I'm guessing we'd give these to the Spec Ops team? That seems perfectly reasonable to me. Okay because uh, we need them to sort of infiltrate the city and go around to detonate these uh, at a specific time, um, which we can work out how long it would take them to get there and get in place and for us to be in place so yeah. that they detonate the same time that we're trying to go in through the sky cells. Um, and we'll keep then the the soldier crew with us to just break down doors and walls and whatever else. Um so, how much is that going to cost, or can that be bankrolled by Dyne Gaia? Um, what, what are we looking at here?
0: I think that the, the dwarves that you speak to about producing these bombs are very excited about having these hallucinogenic spores to work with.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. They just have to disperse, so however they want to figure that out.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't take them very long and they charge you a nominal fee of like a hundred gold pieces for the whole batch.
4: Ooh. Wow.
5: All right. That, Easy.
3: That's the power of saving and doing.
5: That That's good <laughs> business right there. Um, uh, the other part is that we have a special tool that we'll save for later. Uh, thanks to Lori's <laughs> notes on adamantine. Um, what are what are our total group funds here? Cause I have yeah. four thousand gold. I can uh,
3: contribute um I'm actually a little low on the funds these days. I'm down to one thousand two hundred gold.
5: Okay. Um
1: Yeah, I've uh I have ten times that.
5: Okay, so we've got twelve thousand, four thousand, one thousand. I'm just it's it's gonna cost in the thousands, so I'm gonna round here. Yep. Um seventeen thousand 7, so far. So 24,000 total for how well, much we can spend.
3: Gaia can fork over.
5: Right. Right. But I mean they're going to need to be enchanting things and there's a lot of cost involved in making this stuff. So I yeah. uh, how many of these items can we procure in a couple of weeks time? Uh, or I guess about a week and a half's time.
0: As the note said, the actual production of this item these items does not like it's not complicated nor does it take long it just uses very expensive reagents and Mm -hmm. uh after consulting with you know a magic user uh each each one will require the input of roughly 20 levels worth of spell slots
5: oh my goodness um which okay um
3: so if we've got 11 days uh, I yes. think I'm uniquely suited for this because I can turn
5: sorcery points into spell slots. So True.
3: I I would have to do the exact math here, and I'm not going to because it'll bog everything down. But I've got like two fifth level slot, three fourth level, three third level. Yeah,
0: I suspect the level. rate limiting step here is going to be actual money.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, so we've got 24,000. That should be enough for four. Uh, four. Right. Yes. And then the four thousand can be split between everyone other than Falrock. Falrock will put in his whole, whole amount.
3: All right. So. Works for me. Okay. Um, what is the delivery method for the device?
5: Roan, okay. probably. Okay.
3: All right. I just wanted, I didn't know if we had a more sophisticated methodology.
4: Does it?
5: Um. No, we can try and work on that. I guess.
3: I was just, um, we could try to, like, aerosolize it into a wind stream, maybe.
5: I don't think that will work. I think that'll dilute it too much. Okay. All right. So I I think these are just going to be sort of grenades, more or less. Oh,
3: uh, oh, duh. Put it on the end of a crossbow bolt.
5: Oh. Chunk.
3: Yeah, no, that's a much better idea than throwing them, I think. Because Leyland's got hella accurate shots. Yep.
5: True. Okay. Um would that take more than to figure out how to put this on a crossbow bolt or
0: No, that's like okay. mounting mounting stuff like that on the end of a crossbow bolt is a tried and true method of Yeah. of delivery.
5: Okay. Uh, then let's let's make 3 of those crossbow bolts and have one that Farrok can just smash at him if we need yeah. to. Um Okay. I think that should be our yeah. um, our prep done then.
3: One last thing I would like to know. Um, first thing I would have done as soon as we take our Dwarven crew members aboard is I want to test and see if one of them can fire Teliferous main guns, and if so what the effects are.
6: Uh, okay. So, new... are, are, hang on, are, are any of these guys going to be permanent crew or is this just a strike team for us
3: i i think umber brighthelms people might like some of them might stay aboard if they like the experience but yeah
0: um, that's that's the general impression you get like the spec ops team is on loan specifically for this mission and the others are volunteers who are like i want to fly on a giant tree and assault the mountain home Mm
4: -hmm.
3: so i do i do a couple tests just to see if the effects vary or if it's even possible
0: Okay, so TerraJux puts on a creepy doctor outfit and stands outside the, the main guns room is like, Next! And then straps them into <laughs> the chair and, you know, is it better through one or two?
3: Number one or number two? Uh,
0: none of them now are able is to fire. This very
3: important. You must not hold your breath while firing the aperture.
0: <laughs> none of them are capable of firing the weapons.
3: Okay. Ah. okay. Disappointing. I uh, snap on a rubber glove just to make sure. Still nothing?
0: Yeah,
6: no, there's uh, there's nothing. Damn there. it! Yeah.
3: Alright. Well, that's good to know. Might be, a,
6: might be a blood thing, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the only other test would be, like, have Laylin or somebody sit down and, like, prime it, and then get out of the seat and have them sit down and see if, like, if they can use it while it's warmed up, but I assume that doesn't work either.
6: Nope. Okay.
3: Yeah, as, well, as soon
6: as we swap, it like yeah. swaps what it does. So.
3: Well, that was really like thirty percent, eh, fifty percent of what I wanted crew for. So that's disappointing, but <laughs> understandable. Um, we will uh, we will continue our search, and I think for now uh, we will begin our assault.
6: All right. So. I'm really interested in this strike team and just kind of, you know, how they, how Luna and their uh, and her um, force kind of operates and kind of, you know, have they infiltrated the mountain home before? What, what might they know that um, can aid us? Have they gone into the prisons before? Anything like that. Uh,
0: some of them worked in the mountain home prior to this, um, before they got exiled, but none of them have ever laid siege to the mountain home. Some of them have snuck in before. Um, None have used the prisons. It's all been, like, false identities and clever costuming.
3: You know, a professional's work. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. um, One last detail, I think, then... Uh, we had previously discussed the uh whether we wanted to go through the sky cells directly or if we wanted to try to drill up into a vacancy past the cells because we think there might be like magical defenses. What's everyone's feel on that?
5: I say we just hit the cells and right. if we have to change places, we have to change places, but sure.
3: yeah. uh, Leyland probably has the quietest guns, correct.
4: Yeah. I yeah. Think
3: so. Okay. Um. So we'll probably have him do the excavation work.
5: Yep. But uh, we need to make sure we drop off the infiltrators on the edge of the continent, uh, yeah. so that they can actually get into uh, the mountain home and yeah, yeah. prepare. We so we also,
6: what did we figure out is going to be like uh, how they uh signal us and everything how are we i go? would
3: assume like high noon on the wedding day or something or like yeah or not high noon, but like
5: a specific time uh, on the wedding yeah, day.
3: yeah so
6: we're yeah so we're just going to time everything and
3: just yeah we're just gonna have
6: to yeah. assume
3: yep as you everyone has to trust each other here
6: as you're yep. discussing
0: this with aluna she uh you know do ascending stone she's you're talking about the plans, and she's telling you what they're capable of. And she's like, "If you drop us off 24 hours before, I guarantee you, my team will have everything in place when you are ready yeah. to go."
3: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah good. for sure. Do we do that. Um, um, the, and will the, they the be loiter for like a while? Yeah,
5: something. we've got a lot of battery. Um, getting them back uh, to Dying Gaia, can we pick them up? I. Uh, sometime after we just like meet them in the desert yeah or will they be able to get home on their own
0: they would prefer a ride
3: yep
5: yeah i'd prefer to give one okay
3: i think um instructions will be for them to head north to the edge of the continent like up up north in the desert i'm sure there's like an oasis up there or something or a, a slightly more hospitable area just so we can pick them up near the edge yes and the mountain home will be like, ah, they got away. Clearly, they must have headed back towards Dying Gaia. We'll go south and catch them. And they'll be wrong.
0: And they'll be wrong. What could possibly go wrong? I'm sure this will go off without a hitch.
4: Oh God. yeah,
6: no. everything's yeah, gonna be absolutely. fine. best laid plans and all, right? I yep. think
3: we're, I think we're ready. And I think uh, I, I turn to Fall Rock as a uh, wind. Whistles past us and the anchor storm churns below and I say, "Fallrock, are you ready for this?
5: What? I mean, yeah, we've been preparing for a while.
3: I know, but just... We're good. We got this. Don't worry. We're going to get her out.
5: You saying this right now does the opposite of give me confidence.
3: <laughs> I give him a single finger pistol and I head back to the... uh navigation controls as we draw close to the sky cells
0: indeed <clears throat> and for the first time since you've uh since you've had Teliferous, the bridge is full
3: yeah yeah we've got comms officers now
0: <laughs> the stations are all dwarfed um <laughs> There's, you know, whenever Desmond throws out a, an order, it is snappily responded to, often even with a, a salute or an eye captain.
3: Incredible.
0: Uh, He's going to get spoiled. He, yeah, it's, it's a it's a level of service that has heretofore been lacking on the Bridge of Deliferous.
2: Uh, Desmond's eating it up, too. That's the best part. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: So, you set off. Your preparations complete. A fresh crew on the tree ship, and a steadily building bundle of nerves at the (laughs) base of each of your spines. Probably.
3: Yummy. I'm excited.
0: And you arrive at the edge of the continent containing the mountain home after roughly four and a half days of travel or so? You see the the mountains under which the mountain home is built, towering into the sky, uh, which isn't as impressive as it sounds when you're viewing it from a flying tree. And there you are. What happens next?
3: Uh, So we are, we're beneath the continent, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do we have a visual on the sky cells yet? Because we would know roughly where they are.
0: The underside of the continent is kind of riddled with caves that just open out over the void.
3: Mm, Okay, Gotcha. Um, We know that these cells were directly exposed to open air, though. Correct. Um, So I think we're going to uh, continue flying along and um, maybe have Laylin up in the tree as a spotter with like the sending stone and stuff and a couple other people on the observation deck just watching for uh any likely openings or any obvious signs of the sky cells.
0: Indeed. Uh this will require perception checks from anybody who is out and about doing the nominate thing. Umber Brighthelm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or, or maybe somebody on the crew who's a little more keen-eyed. Okay, I assume the yeah, other so, verbs that are not well, efficient.
6: We're pretty good at those. So
3: yeah,
6: I got. How 16. does the twenty-seven sound? Oh wow,
0: sixteen and twenty-seven are both pretty pretty good numbers. Um, <laughs> very aesthetically pleasing.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Leyland and Chad, you both at the same time, more or less, spot a couple of caves that have. Like worked stone, um, sort of on the far side of them, and you can even see a like a metal door that has long since rusted and fallen askew on the side of of its jam.
3: That's a good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How large is this cave?
0: Uh, it's uncomfortably small. It's oh,
3: okay.
0: like less than ten feet across. Any anybody anybody in there is forced to contend with the yawning abyss beneath. Uh, Basically, Tarajux could set up like a studio apartment in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: this, is, this is the nicest jail cell I've ever seen. For for Tarajux, this is like one of those Swedish jails that has like a meditation lounge. <laughs> oh my god if I was arrested here I would consider staying on this ledge out of like respect Um, so I think uh, I will go ahead and deftly maneuver Teliferous. Uh I'm going to say that we've probably like uh, with Basil and Ivy's assistance done a little bit of like horticultural work on one of the upper limbs kind of like trimmed it back a little bit so it's more like a gangplank
5: we have a boarding branch, is what you're saying. And,
3: yeah, I'm saying we have a boarding branch prepared for this situation.
4: I <laughs> am right. uh, going to
2: have everybody go to the war room to like debrief or like brief for the final like time as we get uh-huh. here.
4: Mm-hmm. We so, all, yeah. We you
0: assemble that. in the war room. Uh, Desmond is standing at the head of a table that has uh, like a scale model of the jail cells kind of carved out of wood it's so it was a 3d model that he then cut in half to show like the interior it's very strong ant ant farm vibes wow yeah Yeah.
2: and he's he's just going over like nobody would really tell me the plan because i'm too smart to understand the plan but it's going to be a goodly plan (laughs) it's going to be the best plan and we're gonna execute it flawlessly i just i just know it
0: Aquila willing.
6: Are, are, are the dwarves in there with us too? Uh, yeah, Aluna the
2: and Umber are. Yeah, either. yeah.
6: Are, are they? Are they? Are they regret, regretting their decisions right
0: now? <laughs> I feel like after uh, like a week and a half of spending time with you guys, they would have a pretty good feel for Desmond as a person.
4: <laughs> yeah. But...
2: Yeah, so is like, are like the the dwarves like pinching their noses and like, just be, think I'm just the most annoying person in the world, or like how are they reacting?
0: Uh, Aluna looks exasperated, but Umber is just like, he you can tell that he's laughing at the, at the joke here.
3: Okay. Well, so is Aluna with us, or is she topside infiltrating?
0: Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, no, she would be... She would be I, I wasn't sure if she training. went with her team or not. Yeah, no, so um, okay. Umber is like... He, like, slaps you on the shoulder and, and gives you a grin. He's like, absolutely, you got it. Wait. Or Yeah, so...
3: All right. <clears throat> yeah. Any any other questions before we go? Good. And then <laughs> I... I pressed a lightning javelin and a gun into Leyland's hand. <laughs> Use these at the first opportunity. We're not trying to sip gas here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, All right. it's, it's for you, fans. I'm doing it for you.
5: Finally, um.
3: <laughs> at long last, Chekhov's crystal gun shall fire. <laughs>
5: uh
6: huh. <laughs> Take the gun, but I'm pretty sure the javelin is like long gone. Is it? I think I lost it at some point.
3: Oh.
5: <laughs> we got another one. Well, well okay.
6: that was a silly thing to
5: do. <laughs> Why
0: would you lose a
6: lightning javelin? Alright. I'll have to go back. I'll have to look through my notes. But... Either that or
3: maybe it was fed to the reactor, but I thought we still had it. Okay. Anyways. Uh, the, the landing arm of Teliferous is... Uh, He's, I'm just, he touches down close, but with enough clearance that Leyland can begin his dark work. Yeah, and uh, we all we all post up and get ready to charge the breach.
6: All right. Okay. So I hop in hop in the gunner's chair, and what do I what do I what am I looking at? What do I all do, right. do some checks. Or... Uh,
0: with your enhanced. Uh, like your vision being magnified basically by telephorosis systems. Uh, you can see the interior of this jail cell. It's exactly what was described on the tin, um, or jail cells, I guess there's a few of them in a row. It's a, a plain stone chamber that is less than 10 feet to a side. The, there is a wall opposite the exit to the void of worked stone that has a door set in it. Um, Iron, an iron door or steel, you're not sure. Uh, The doors are universally, like, rusted and pitted from lack of maintenance and disuse. Uh, Some of them are uh, just kind of hanging off the wall. You would guess uh, that the bricking off of the Sakai cells probably took place, you know, sort of at a point where... um, like an arterial corridor. Like
3: a hallway, yeah. Yeah,
0: one, one corridor okay. that led down to this part of the prison. So, okay. you can't see that from where you are, um, but you can you can kind of see that there is, like, a line of these cells.
3: I, right. I give the signal.
0: All right. Fire away. All right, just for yucks and giggles, go ahead and make an attack roll for me.
6: Okay, adding my normal. Yeah, like you're stuff. like you're firing your crossbow. All right. That is a total of sixteen.
3: Yeah, we hooked up one of those little like Nintendo toy guns down there, but it's like a little plastic crossbow.
0: So. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. A zapper. <laughs> Link's crossbow training peripheral. <laughs> um, so that sinuous tendril of shadow lances out from the crystals dispersed throughout Telephorus's branches and carves a path uh, through these jail cells, eating away at the stone until um, eventually you reach, like, you kind of cut away the wall on the opposite side until you are, you've formed essentially a long hallway. And, um at the end of it you can indeed see that it ends in a wall of of brick
6: interesting
3: is this um i i asked Leyland over the uh comms uh, can you get your beam fine enough to also take out the wall or should we do that with like ched or someone else's magic i wonder
6: if we should just have ched to like stone shape that right? I, I
3: have that prepared perfect like
6: like just for ma- mainly just for stealth reasons
3: yeah, yeah yeah okay um I think I'm gonna go ahead and enter in first I'll be uh, walking in along the ceiling of the inclusion upside down uh, just in case like somebody's waiting there to ambush us <laughs>
6: I'm gonna stay on the guns for a moment just to see if that yeah. does happen
3: and then I will uh I'll look around a little bit, and then signal the all-clear for, uh, the, the team to proceed.
0: All right. You and your squad of dwarves, uh, move in and post up along the corridor, leading to the sealed-off entrance to the sky cells.
3: And we set the bees to high alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, so, uh, TJM, uh, I do not want them outside for this, so they have been uh, placed inside Basil and Ivy's cottage wrapped up in a blanket. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave them an abacus to play with, so
4: that'll, <laughs> nice. that'll keep
3: them busy for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I before we go through, I ask Shed, uh, what do your <laughs> bird feet see? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Should I roll perception chair? Please. Ooh. Um... Oh, it's an 18.
0: I like that you're... Ooh, uh... Oh, ro- of an obviously it, poor roll.
1: <laughs> I rolled under at 10, so...
0: Um... So, you get... The sense that there are dwarves on the other side of this wall. Um... Most of them are relatively stationary, and you would guess are probably prisoners. Um, With an 18, you also note that there are some uh, footsteps that are slowly traveling. Uh, You would guess that these are patrolling guards. Um, One of them has
1: just recently walked past the wall that you are standing next to. And I take that moment, and I, I give terjux a signal to stand back and i begin casting stone shape on the wall
6: hang on but before before you do that does stone shape make noise
1: uh, I don't um, know, I that's a Joe question
0: that is a joke yeah. question I don't my my gut instinct is to say no it does have it does a have a verbal a component, verbal component but... but you are speaking it from the other side of a stone wall sure so, sure yes. <laughs> There's a,
6: no like when you're actually shaping it if, if that the shaping part is making noise okay no, it doesn't just look like it. silence if it did
3: so. oh yeah I would save that for our guard takedowns
1: Good. as okay. long as the wall is less is either five or five feet thick or less yeah I can, I can open a hole in it it's
0: it's not five feet thick so you are you are free to proceed
1: um i'm actually going to create a door instead two hinges on a lat uh-huh yep. nice and uh give it a give it a soft knock and then open <laughs>
0: He makes a door, knocks on his own door, and then (laughs) opens the door. And on the other side, you see a dimly lit corridor that is um, on the side of the wall that you are. There are no other doors. On the side opposite are prison cells. And the prison cells contain dwarves.
3: I am dual wielding wands as I go in.
5: I'm right behind him the the doors but at of the this cells. point i'm assuming
6: we're, we're all
3: we're all there
4: now, yeah, so.
5: let, yeah let's get up and go
3: and we we have like a list from dying gaia of other prisoners that we might want to try to look for in addition
4: to you Amber and
0: you asked about i don't think you ever asked for a list i think you asked whether or not like everybody in the prisons was like political harmless political prisoners if some there of them are, are
3: serial killers yeah, yeah
0: there are actual real <laughs> bad people locked up in these jail cells
3: a list as one of the things we did during our preparations like
0: um you could have just but it would have been a lot of hearsay like this person i heard got arrested on these charges a while ago
4: okay
5: okay
3: i think um let's go ahead and reach amber and the duchess and they might have a better idea than we do
5: yeah there's anybody else we should bring
3: prison hot prison gossip uh huh. okay Alright,
0: um... So um I'm
1: pass without trace. Ooh,
4: yeah. Well.
0: Okay. Does that affect all of the dwarves with you? How like how many people can you cover with that? Is certain area? I never remember.
1: Um, I think it's any number of targets within. Let's check. I'll pull it up
4: here, Within a certain uh,
0: each creature within 30 feet. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so yeah, that's, that's of my choice. Yeah. So the
5: whole team. Should yeah. Be.
0: So you've, Group hug, everybody! You've got... Uh, Umber is with you, and five of his finest. The rest are sort of manning Teliferous. Okay. Uh, dwarfing Teliferous. <laughs> um, nice. So, yeah. The... What is that? Like, 11 of you? Um, yeah. Are all very sneaky. I will need everybody to make stealth checks, please.
5: Excellent. Oh, I would love... Twenty-seven.
1: Twenty-four. Uh,
5: seventeen.
2: 17. Yeah. Oh. Thirty-one. <laughs> uh, we had the ten is twenty-six for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. And your compatriots do pretty well for themselves. So the eleven of you pile in very sneaky-like um, the some of the dwarves in the cells opposite you do take notice of the fact that you're there.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, none of them look like they're immediately going to raise a racket, but, TerraJucks, you, of all people, would know that, one... Uh, there are some people who would make a fuss just for the hell of it, and some who would do it to ingratiate themselves with the guards. Oh, sure. Uh, from your extensive prison experiences.
3: But they would also, um, if there was a chance for them to escape, they would know wisely to keep quiet until, uh, you know, until they're certain that that's not the case. So, um, I, as we're going through, if I notice any of them, like, coming close and, like, scrutinizing us tightly... I want to make a little show of like I'm counting off the number of people's in the like people in the cells and like nodding satisfiedly like yeah yeah these are the people we're here for all right we're gonna get them on the way out.
0: Okay, uh, I want to
3: I want to give them false hope. <laughs>
1: can yeah go ahead and make a deception check with that please. Yeah, like, like point at your eyes and point at their eyes like I see yeah. you
3: I I give them a wink and an unreadable expression. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, that Uh, is going to be a total of 20 on Deception.
0: Yeah. Uh. So a lot of them will give you, like, a nod back or put their, their finger to their lips. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... they know it's
3: up.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So you've made it in. You've neutralized potential alarm-raising from the other prisoners. What will you do next?
3: I think uh, Ched Tremorsense can tell us, like, where the closest guard is. And... I would assume that, like, Leyland could probably quietly incapacitate a guard if he got the help on them.
6: I wasn't planning to, yeah, like, kill if it was necessary. I I don't think
3: it's necessary to kill unless they refuse to stand down or fall unconscious.
6: He is the Night Stalker. Yes. He is. So, yeah, I I, want to sneak ahead... The next, you know, whatever, uh, the next corridor or the next, mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, you come to You'll an see.
6: intersection. Yep. And peek around corners, and what do I see?
0: Uh, you see more prison cells. There, there are a lot of them down here. As you recall from the maps that were that were made, most of them are full of three to four dwarves at least. Did um, we get.
1: Like a picture of Amber. Like, you've met her. Does Leila know, know what, what Amber? Okay, yeah, we've looked... we, we,
6: we met
3: her. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we met her we met, in the
1: Duchess.
3: This is an an glorious situation again.
1: No, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember meeting the Duchess. I don't remember meeting Amber. It was, I guess, so long ago.
5: Yeah, she's the one that event that originally took us to the the Undercity. That's right. Yeah, she's just from yeah.
3: Rail, yeah. and I'm forever in her debt. That
5: <laughs> too. Yep. That too.
0: So there's no guards? There are guards, but Ched is keeping you apprised of their movements uh, through his Tremor sense. Yeah, this
1: is like, uh, like Metal Gear. Yeah.
0: And Ched, can I get a concentration check, please? Just so we can simulate your ability to pick out the pacing of the prisoners from the motion of the guards. Oh, no. Uh, seven.
3: Ugh.
0: It's not great, but what ends up happening here is you just whenever you feel somebody walking, you tell Layla not to go that way, uh, regardless of whether or not you think it's a prisoner or a guard. Okay. Because uh, you can tell that you're having trouble telling them apart.
3: If I if I notice that Ched is getting like overwhelmed, can I assist with uh, my meditative breathing exercises?
0: How exactly would you go about doing that? <laughs>
3: um, so I'm I'm giving Ched a nice shoulder rub. And I, I'm just like I'm in one ear doing a little bit of like ASMR, like counting oh no. right slowly to help his breathing. And stay that's level why he got a seven.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm guiding up. him through the exercises.
0: So you're basically just making your way from corridor to corridor, right? Checking cells. Is that what's happening here?
3: We're headed for the middle. Which, okay. Um. Because, like, we we need to get to the midsection of the jail before we can even begin, like, looking for Amber. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Give me another round of stealth checks and uh, another concentration check from Ched, please.
1: Ooh, Uh. nat 20 on the stealth. Yeah, and... that's good. Uh. 17 on my concentration. Much better. 23 on stealth.
6: I got a eighteen. Eighteen on stealth. Thank
0: goodness for yeah. that bust too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Alright. Uh you make it to the middle section and you come to a slight impasse where the there's sort of a transitionary gate between the section of the prison you're in and the section of the prison you are about to enter. And it is guarded by a dwarf who is not patrolling, but stationary,
6: standing near the door.
3: God, I wish I had sleep.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, describe where we are in relation to him. like. So you are he...
0: you are creeping up a corridor. You can see oh. ahead of you that there is... Uh, the corridor has like a T-intersection. To the left is... The gateway leading hmm. to the section of the prison you are trying to enter. There's a dwarf standing okay. next to that gateway.
3: I have okay. an idea. Um, in our passing through here, have any of the guards been like talking to themselves or like talking to each other?
6: No, we really haven't. No, we really haven't. Been You've
3: yet. been yeah, avoiding yeah, them so pretty heavily, right? Um, so I. I think what I could try to do here is I could try to mimic like a guard's voice from off in the distance, like what, what, hey, what are you doing out of your cell? And like this guard might like round the corner to see what's up, and then we can either like run through the door or bonk him. I that seems I reasonable to, a way to do me. I do that with like message, but I think I just have to fall back on my well, we might abilities end up as a actor.
1: You might end up pulling people from other directions, too, though.
3: Yeah, which is why originally I was hoping I could do it with the message cantrip instead of actual, like, uh, whispering with my own voice. Because I want it to sound like it's coming from sort of off down the hall some distance. Mm-hmm. And like a, like a quiet, like, he hears kind of like an echoey voice like, hey, hey, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, "What? Who is that?" I think I...
0: if you make a spellcasting
6: check, you might be able to do that with the message cantrip. Okay. It almost might be better to see if we could cuz the only thing I'm wondering about incapacitating them is surely they check on each other at some point. So, any guards we incapacitate, you know, we run the risk of other guards, you know, Absolutely, coming across yeah. them. So, yes. I wonder if we want to just yeah, it might be better to try to get him to run off and then we sneak on over uh-huh. into the door and Um
3: Ched, do you feel guards on the other side of the door or is it just on this side?
6: Ched,
0: there are more guards patrolling uh sort of the other side of like the, the other section, much in the way that they are back here, but there aren't any like stationary ones nearby.
1: No stationary like people so i do we think that maybe there aren't even prisoners on that no there
0: are you don't sense any like in the general vicinity of the door there aren't any other like stationary guards standing around
1: okay
3: i i have a much sillier idea which means i'm gonna do that instead okay Um, so I have in my backpack among my disguise kits an extra pair of shoes like like big kind of floppy ones.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I think I should use these with unseen servant to make the sound of like somebody running down the corridor. And he'll be like, "What? What the hell is that?" And he'll like he'll like try to follow the sound of like shoes slapping against stone running frantically.
1: I mean, okay. what if he just what if they just runs across the hallway and he sees he sees the shoes flapping the ground walking if nothing
3: else he's gonna know that something is weird and he's gonna be like <laughs> i gotta go see what that is i think i just saw a ghost or a mostly invisible dwarf
4: uh-huh
3: <laughs> what what do you guys think i think i think this is the plan i like it all right um so i am going to uh produce from my personage with a twirl of my fingers a wand that I won in a game of blackjack from a faean lord Uh and I am going to uh uh twirl it above the ground like I'm stirring a cup of coffee and uh a moment later uh the shoes that I have set down onto the ground the like the tongue of the shoe lifts up like somebody is putting them on
0: yeah the laces tie themselves.
3: Yeah, the laces tie themselves in neat little bows, and um, you can't see this unseen servant, but you do get the sense that they have bowed graciously with with one arm out in front of them, as though a stuffy butler. And they do not speak, but the the question comes all the same uh, in the silence. How may I be of service, my master? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I explain the plan uh, very briefly to the unseen servant. And then once we are all like in position um, and once the guards are at optimal points, according to Ched, uh, the Unseen Servant is going to uh, move rather loudly around the corner out of sight of the guard such that the the Unseen Servant will be moving towards like another side corridor where they can run off out of sight again and the guard will be uh, encouraged to pursue
6: Yes. Can't Rock is
5: not objecting to this at <laughs> all. Uh, so, I'm just ready to come to blows when it comes to blows. <laughs> There's the
3: slap, slap, slap of big flat shoes. And uh, maybe like like the scuffing against the stone. Or like if there is an open fell anywhere, like maybe a little creak of some bars being moved. Um, the Unseen Servant knows its duty is to make tempting noises, and then always be one step ahead of its pursuers.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it takes off, and the guard, you see his head twist around, a frown, and he begins to move and investigate. And for once, and the history of guards <laughs> being distracted by things, it actually was just the wind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my
3: god! And uh, then we go through the door.
0: And then you go through the door. Whose footprints are these? <laughs> Must have been the <laughs> wind.
3: Well, um the unseen servant uh, passed without trace.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So you pass through the door, and I will need yeah. another round of stealth checks,
1: please. Okay. Yeah. Bada bang. Bada boom. Bada boom. Twenty seven. Nineteen. Twenty three. Shame a dong.
5: Thirty five.
0: Alright, Desmond?
3: Could I get Ooh, advantage no. on these checks if I hover over the ground instead of
0: one? I more?
2: got a two. So uh, a twelve. Twelve, yeah.
1: Plus, Is your deck
2: okay.
0: zero? One. So like, another... 13. 13. Thirteen. Uh-huh. Right. You, uh... Managed to continue on without incident. You don't seem to have attracted any untoward attention, even with Desmond being right. slightly uh, sloshier than usual. Hey. We're squish. Desmond being Desmond. Yeah. And after navigating a few more corridors, you hear Farak.
3: Farak, is that you? I I, I I misheard you at first. I thought I you said you're you hear "Fuck!" <laughs> no someone stubbed their toe <laughs> uh,
5: I, I turn to the voice and you can
0: see Amber uh, <gasps> standing on the other side of these bars um, looking out at you from a fairly well appointed jail cell
5: um,
3: I, I grasp Falrock's shoulder and I say you have, to, you have to make sure it's actually Amber ask her a question only Amber would know
5: yeah yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, it's me. What What's the first thing I ever got, you?
0: Uh wrinkle crosses her forehead, and she says it was Sternbeard's Guide to etiquette and Fancy Manners, third edition.
4: Okay,
5: all right, yep, it's her. Let's go. Do, how do we get these bars? Do I just strength check? Do we have a lock pick, anybody? If you want to
0: attempt to bend the bars in a display of masculine like
6: oh
1: dominance, my god! You will need this to make a great. strength
6: check. Yes. Same thing with
1: the gauntlets. Your first should...
5: roll with the gauntlets. That'd be
1: interesting. Should, like, should we like heat metal a little bit?
5: Um, I mean, if you can do that, sure.
1: Uh, I can. I have prepped heat metal, so I I'm make going it to... look like Falrox doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm I'm gonna be like crossing my arms and like <laughs> uh, pointing pointing at uh, the top and bottom of the bars and just kind of like whispering to myself.
0: Okay, uh, strength check, please.
5: All right. Uh, that is a twenty-four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you grasp the the now like Chad times it so that you you grab the bars with your gauntlets and then they start to glow cherry red as you pull them aside. Like, so much, uh, like, what's the word I want? Twizzlers. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Amber sort of blinks at you, and uh, then grins and turns back and says, "Aunt, come on, we gotta go. And the Duchess of Agate uh, rounds the corner of their jail cell, which is not dissimilar from a small apartment, because, you know, they are... (laughs) The no. duchess is the duchess. Fair. Um, she is dressed in prison rags, but no less operatic for having worn them.
4: Oh. Uh, uh, her eyes I widen
0: just... in surprise, and she runs and grabs a, a small bag of like personal effects, letters, papers, um, sweeps them into the bag, and then joins you at the now demolished... Uh, doorway to the jail cell.
3: Right. Um, I'd I... like to ask, is there anybody else that we need to retrieve?
0: I Who don't sh- think that... Is joining us? I don't know that this is the time for that, she says. As much as I would like to extricate some of these other political prisoners, I am not sure where who is who so to speak or indeed that it is reasonable for you to break them out I feel that several of these people would be more than happy to turn us in in exchange for a more lenient sentence to prove their loyalty to the king
5: oh I'm sure Uh, sorry real quick in case things get hairy and I pick up uh, the hammer and uh, hand it to Amber and I say uh, (laughs) this is called a purse (laughs) <laughs> just she, just in case things get ugly. I uh, you know, don't want you to be without a weapon.
0: I need you but to But
5: hopefully it'll be fine.
0: She uh, got there. There's the uh, the wrinkle of the eyebrows again and she takes it and have to she It's a long story.
5: I'll tell you later. She
0: hands it to the Duchess. <laughs> yes.
4: who is much better yeah.
0: suited for this sort of thing.
3: Um and then I I gesture and I say Shall we be going, then?
5: Let's get out of here.
3: We have dinner reservations. (laughs)
0: All right. No,
5: no. It's your (laughs) cooking. It's not a reservation. You get
0: back to the sky cell, and there's a single table with two chairs and a plate (laughs) of spaghetti. Uh,
3: you fool, Farrakh. This is the plan all along.
0: (laughs) The dwarves that were left behind come out wearing aprons, and one of them has a violin. How dare you? (laughs) No, none of that happens. I will need each of you to make stealth checks,
6: though okay
3: 24
6: 22 27 31 Ooh. 24 all 20. right splendid
0: uh you make your way back and uh that's when that's when things go hairy that's when things start to get a little uh unpleasant and by little i mean a lot Because when you arrive at the gate that uh, divides the two, like medium security and high security, um, there is a dwarf standing there. It's not the dwarf that was guarding things previously. It is, in fact, Steinar Silverforge, who is waiting for you in the doorway. Behind him Mm -hmm. is a small unit of dwarves, unfamiliar to you but for one, uh, who is a sturdy looking dwarven woman in black leathers.
2: Yep.
4: Oh no.
0: By name of Aluna Shadowhelm. Shadowhelm? Shade Hammer. Um Mm -hmm. Steinar looks at you and says, I've been waiting a long time for this. I think it would probably behoove you to drop your weapons and come along peacefully.
4: I, I have... Do you I think
0: have... I am? I think that you are going to face the king's justice and several oh. of the dwarves behind him pull out <laughs> crossbows and point them at Amber's head.
5: I step in front of her and I say, that's... First. You,
4: I don't know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you do not face an ordinary dwarf. Not anymore. You face a dunkill born with the heart of a burning volcano and I'm done hiding it. And he slams his fist together once and the energy around those gauntlets starts to get a little bit funny. He slams I his fist again.
2: Put it on fire.
5: Uh, <laughs> and the rubies on the gauntlets flip directions and he slams his fist again and the energy starts to glow red hot and the hands start to burn from the inside and Farrock looks at steiner and says these hands of mine are burning red you've got two options out of my way or face my wrath shall we roll for initiative Hell
0: No, yeah. no you shouldn't roll for initiative he it regards your speech with a sort of blase expression. And he's like, yes, that's all, that's all very well and good. And very impressive. Well done. I, it seems that you have come into your own here with, with your powers. He pulls his forge gauntlets off, and underneath you can see that his hands are coated in the silvery green sheen of adamantine underneath. Um, not gauntlets of his own, but his skin has been somehow changed into the metal. And he says, I'm afraid that hand-to-hand combat will probably go rather poorly for you, but that's not really here nor there, because you're going to see the king whether you want to or not. You can come peaceably, or my assistant, and there's, um, there's a noticeable pause there, and like a moment of cognitive dissonance on his face um, when he says, Assistant. He says, We'll ensure that you come along uh, regardless of whether or not you choose to. It will not be a pleasant experience.
3: Neither's this, and I shatter him.
0: Okay. And I've.
2: <laughs> nope. Run away. Um.
0: As you are beginning to encant, uh, Ched, you feel the tremor sense of a platoon of dwarves moving down the hallway behind you.
1: I, okay, so am I at the front of the party, middle, back of the party? You tell me. Okay, well, I'm going to move to the back of the party towards that group um, and stone shape the ground uh, and try and create a wall between us and the people behind us, approaching.
0: Okay, uh, so you raise you raise the stone, and uh, you hear some frustrated cries from the other side as you seal in the top of the doorway. Steinar looks a little upset by this, and he tilts his head back towards Aluna. Aluna. Well, it's an exasperated sigh and says, you can't do anything on your own, can you? Damn. She Damn. steps forward. Her eyes go inky black.
2: Uh-oh.
0: And uh, your shadows.
2: That's how I, you know. Fuck.
0: Your shadows clamber up out of the floor and encase you in warm, velvety, soft cocoons.
2: Shadow Jutsu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she says, we're going to play out this little farce because it's important for me to see what you're capable of, and it's important for Steinar to get the closure he so desperately needs. And she is very patronizing. You'll have your chance to fight, and if you win, I'm sure you'll go free and everything will go according to plan. But this needs to happen.
1: Great.
5: So do we, we feel restrained? Do we feel like we're being
1: controlled?
0: You uh... are you are wrapped up in your own shadows, um, like a spider's cocoon.
4: I' oh, we take this outside.
0: <laughs> we'll take it upstairs and um, there is a, a flicker like you've blinked, but your eyes are still open and you are standing in the throne room of the mountain home in a shadowy corner um. <clears throat> just the the five of you and the duchess and amber um the other dwarves have been boys. left behind standing uh or sitting on the throne is grimnir firecrown the adamantine king Uh, You are deposited by your shadows in front of the throne, which is a construction of a solid block of adamantine. Standing behind it is a statue also made of adamantine, of a powerfully built dwarf um, that Falrock you would recognize as one of the founders of the Mountain Home and the ancestor of Grimnir Firecrown. Uh, Luna takes up a position... On the left of the throne and Steinar takes up a position on the right and uh, you hear a commotion behind you and you see the head scrivener uh, sort of burst in the door and is stopped by the royal guard that is posted there and he says this is ridiculous this is a kangaroo court you can't do this nobody's done trial by combat in centuries And Grimnir looks at you and says, that doesn't matter. They have caused grave insult to the crown, and they will pay for it. And that's where we're going to stop. So.
4: Damn it.
0: This has been... (laughs) Regicide (laughs) time! This has been uh, another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. I've been Joe, your host and Dungeon Master. Uh, If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. You can find us wherever podcasts are sold
6: and our socials, Matthew R. Find us at thealchemist underscore club on Twitter and at thealchemistclub on TikTok. And our intrepid Flawlessly executed uh, heist
0: planners yeah. today are.
1: or all not. <sighs> Daniel playing Chedfleek.
2: Hey, y'all playing Desmond. I'm Zach and I'm burning up Fall Rock.
1: I'm Matt and I
6: play Leyland.
3: Waffle playing Tara Juck's King Killer Heiko.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us.